my brother-in-law is an only child and uh-huh. he doesn't get it because my sister and I will rip each other's heads off and then be like, you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't get it. You guys just hated each other. And we're like, no, yeah, but like we love each other so much. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Welcome to Burning Oh my gosh. I love doing Burning in Hell with a friend. Just taking a friend with me to Rock Bottom together because Rock Bottom is just like so much more fun. Rock Bottom has a basement. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I'm in the basement. (laughs) Sometimes you go below the basement and it's okay because it's not about where you are to you're with. So I'm with Alyssa Amoroso. Nice Italian girl. Yes. She is the force behind. I love that you use that word force because she's a publicist, but she's the force behind publicity on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And now the Tea with Publicity podcast. I went on with Paige recently and we went in detail about my experience on Summer House. Highly recommend you listen if you have questions after watching the season because I had questions too. She's an entertainment publicist turned full-time entrepreneur who loves to spill the tea. Well, funny thing, the tea's hot in hell. <laughs> Let's fucking go. How are you? Good. <laughs> Let's spill the tea. I'm ready. <laughs> oh my God. I agree. Like recording with a friend, it's just like so much more relaxed. Yeah, right? because when it's not a friend, I have to first gain their trust to manipulate them to open up. And then <laughs> I also low-key want them to still like me, which gets hard. Where with you, I'm like, we've already been through it. Like yeah, no sh- ass kissing. Just lay it on me. <laughs> I do also have to say that I've had a dark last couple of weeks and I was going through a bad time and that's when you don't want to talk to anyone or leave the couch, but they always recommend leave the couch and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And me and you got dinner and I was basically dating therapists and it was going terrible. <laughs> like I couldn't yeah. find the right therapist. You guys, word of mouth is the best way to get a therapist. And Alyssa has gone through a lot over the years yeah. and I feel like you're right now like I don't want to jinx you but you're in a very good place and I was just like teach me your ways Obi-Wan Kenobi and you were like I have a therapist I recommend and she's been great for me so I want to say thank you I want to say thank you oh my gosh you're welcome I agree I found her through someone else Mm -hmm. who also is in the influencer space so I feel like like you said, finding someone through word of mouth is the best way to find someone. And at least for me, I been to therapists before and I felt like it was just me talking about my problems and they were like, mm-hmm, like yesing me. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this therapist will be like, so like I'm sh- I'm sensing that you're really tense when those words come out of your mouth. Like mm-hmm. what's this staring up for you? Mm-hmm. So I think it's just been a mixture of so much self-work, like 2020 the one thing that it allowed us all to do was look at ourselves in the mirror and be like do I like who I am and Mm -hmm. what do I want to change so I feel like I just got super grounded in you know myself and then just being more spiritual and journaling and just being like one of those wellness people yeah and then therapy was kind of the last step oh and the freaking medium that I told you about we love a psychic on burning in hell oh my god he really helped me I'm not even kidding can you tell us anything that he did that helped you so okay I went to this medium because I was turning 30 in January and I was moving into my own apartment for the first time ever And at this point, I was already like a retired entertainment publicist. Mm -hmm. I like retired at the age of 26. (laughs) (laughs) You're golfing with a visor on, smoking a a cigar. (laughs) Yeah, literally. And I was just full-time Instagram thought. And by Mm -hmm. thought, like literally no sexual pictures, but just hustling for ads on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That was the name of the game. Had my own podcast. And I was just feeling kind of like I was living month by month with Am I going to get a partnership? How am I going to pay the bills? And I never was in a point where I was like struggling financially, but the pressure of not having a set salary. Of what could happen. Yes. Took a toll. Well, they said a monthly salary is heroin. I love it now, baby. Mm-hmm. But so what <laughs> was, so I was like going through this hard time and moving into my new apartment by myself, living alone for the first time in my adult life mm-hmm. or ever, I should say. And I was like, let me go to the psychic medium because I just want answers and I just want to know I'm like in the right path. And I didn't really have that many expectations. A friend of mine had gone to him, so I figured it would be great. 
And what he said was really impactful in the moment, but I recorded the session and listening back in hindsight, it's even crazier now because so much of what he said came to fruition. So the biggest thing was he said basically that I had to stop being so hard on myself and I'm like my biggest critic Mm -hmm. and that kept that message kept coming through from like my deceased grandparents Mm -hmm. basically like she's so hard on herself she needs to like lay off Mm -hmm. um and so I've been working on that so it's kind of like everything that came through I started working on yeah um he told me I had tons of anxiety which like I thought I had situational anxiety Mm -hmm. but then it gave me a chance to look at myself and be like maybe I have more anxiety than I'm ready to admit I feel like Everyone has anxiety, which is why I have the podcast. But like, I straight up remember a couple years ago being like, I hate when girls say they have anxiety. Like, you're stressed. Calm mm. down. And I had no idea that I had crippling anxiety. Exactly. It's just, it's all you know. Yeah. So you don't question it and you just assume everyone's just like you until you realize like, oh, I don't have to be scared about like everything on my to-do list today. That's ex- until this man was like, and believe in him, whatever, if you want or not. But until this man was like, you're really anxious. I was like, no, I'm not. I was defensive. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh shit, I'm anxious. You're like, well, now I'm anxious because you told me I'm anxious. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what happened. Just because the psychic is telling me that I'm going to like fall off a cliff and I'm anxious. Exactly. Like psychics make me anxious because I'm like, is he going to tell me I'm going to get hit by a car tomorrow? Uh Like that's what everyone's scared of. I think you're afraid for him to be like, yeah, um, get your affairs in order because it's done tomorrow. And you're like, no, I wish I didn't know. No, 100%. But the weirdest (laughs) thing he told me was we were sitting down and he couldn't really grasp what I did for work because again I didn't tell him Mm -hmm. but he was trying to be like your grandpa's telling me like you do something with the website because I was a blogger Mm -hmm. (laughs) he like couldn't really put it together Mm -hmm. and he was like all I know is that whatever you're doing like has it been growing lately and at this time I had posted a video on TikTok about mid-sized fashion Mm -hmm. which is girls that like aren't a size zero aren't plus size just like normal fucking girls Mm -hmm. and that video was blowing up it had three million views I gained 250,000 followers overnight insane and he was like I'm getting like a sense like something you're doing right now is it really escalating and I said yes and he said you're you're at the apex of your career and it's about to explode and I was like what and he was like I don't say this a lot but like I feel it like I feel something big is about to come Mm -hmm. and then the next month I pitched Dave Portnoy and got my job at Barstool Sports can you give me some detail <laughs> on why the fuck you thought that was a good idea? I know. Why you had the confidence to do it and how the fuck you orchestrated it? So I'm a doer with work. Mm-hmm. Like I'm one of those people that when I was in college, if I wanted an internship, I'd message the CEO on LinkedIn. Like mm-hmm. zero fucks. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I am. I'm a go-getter. Why I'm a do Capricorn. You think you're like that. Oh, I think innately <laughs> you're like I'm a Capricorn do I have to say anything else I'm an Enneagram type 3 Capricorn like I am like let's fucking go Wait, but are you not like that in your love life I am if I like someone like I don't mind to be the pursuer oh yes I go after what I want yes I really do well, didn't you say you like messaged someone for two years to get your first job I would yeah I, I literally will harass Were you ever to afraid that someone was gonna get a restraining order against you <laughs> no because I always was like okay you're first cute, of all because uh, you're dimples <laughs> I'm innately born a publicist like yeah. I pitched myself to get into college like I had I was the worst student I had the worst <laughs> grades I <laughs> I went on an interview you know some colleges do interviews yeah and I just sold myself to this man he was Italian I like played that up I was like same <laughs> and then I harassed admissions I would email the woman this is like a senior in high school or yeah. college or whatever what year are you um junior in high school yeah. or junior senior in high school I would call admissions like once every month and be like hey just checking in on the status of my application like as you know I wasn't a great student in high school <laughs> but like I think my SAT scores spoke for themselves so I'd really love to impress you next year I got into the fucking school she told me over the phone she was like okay stop calling me you got it and we'll send you your letter Oh so my like, god. I was a but born do you publicist. ever get afraid of imposter syndrome and like I got this because I like pushed it too hard, not because like you actually earned it? Sometimes. I feel that way now a little bit more. <laughs> You're like more. sometimes like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that well I I do and I don't because I really like work my ass off. Like yeah. the the influencers that are like yeah, I just started blogging one day and I didn't mean to blow up. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. I work my 
ass off. Like I literally every day, I'm like, what kind of creative content could do? What kind of video am I doing? I put so much pressure on myself. And I do, so I do what I don't. Like I do think I've earned everything because I work really hard. Yeah. But I strayed so far from your initial question. But basically what made me- No, this is how burning hell conversations (laughs) go. (laughs) We're in the dark depths of hell. No one knows what's going on. (laughs) Basically what made me pitch Dave was the fact that I saw this amazing platform that they created for Caller Daddy. Mm-hmm. Look at Alex. She's so successful. And I knew their reach. And honestly, people could say what they want about the company. It's a boys club. It's this. It's that. A lot of it is perception. It's not true. We have an all-female um, like executive staff. The mm-hmm. CFO, the CEO, everyone's women, head mm-hmm. of production. And I just felt like I didn't see myself reflected here. And I saw a flaw in their business and I pitched it saying that very um, confidently. Mm-hmm. My pitch started. So idea- you criticized Dave Portnoy. Mm-hmm. Well, my, my pitch started. So this is also just a little tip for you guys. When you're sliding into someone's DMs, they're going to see your profile picture and the first sentence, if not the first 10 words, eight words. So I was like, I have one chance to make an impression. So I knew my picture, like my hair was done, my makeup. I'm like, okay, I look like a girl, like mm-hmm. a hot girl. He's mm-hmm. not going to know who the hell I am. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to see the beginning. So I started my pitch. I said, hear me out, period. Instead of being like, hi, Dave, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. No, cut the fluff, straight to the point. He's short, concise. He's very um, like opinionated and mm-hmm. to the point. So mm-hmm. I knew I had to pitch that way. Mm-hmm. Again, publicist. So yep. that helps me a little you bit. You wanted to have the same language as him. Mm-hmm. Mirror his shit. Exactly. So I just said, hear me out. I love your female podcasts. I think they're great, but I don't see myself reflected. I'm currently blowing up on TikTok because I'm talking about this thing called mid-sized fashion. Mm-hmm. It's just like your average girl and I'm turning 30 and or I just turned 30. I can't. I think I said I just turned 30. And I was like, and I don't feel like I'm represented. Like a lot of the girls that work for you are either younger mm-hmm. or they're like thin and getting flown around by athletes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I'm getting ghosted. And I'm struggling with mental health. And I'm just what I feel is normal. And I said, there's a gap. And I think I could be the person to fill it. And he wrote back literally 30 minutes later and was like, I like, I like your pitch. Let's meet. And then I got the job. That's fucking crazy. And what's also crazy is I was talking to you. You were in a place where you kind of, you were like working your butt off, but you felt like you were kind of treading water, I feel like. Yeah, like spinning my wheels. Yeah, like you were like doing new stuff, but like nothing was like catching on. And as an entrepreneur, it's like you never know what's going to catch on. This is the thing. Like I'm scrappy as hell. Yeah. And when I was doing Instagram and that was my main income I was like okay I can't rely on just this so I need to do something else so I started a podcast mm-hmm. then I was like I need to sell merch mm-hmm. so before I even came here I was doing all of those things grasping for sh- like air yeah and I was being myself but what was hitting at the time on Instagram was like the perfect aesthetic yes and that's not me like really I like to be raw and real and now that I'm just being myself on social media people are so much more receptive to my content. I am so happy you brought this up because I've been like wanting to have you on the pod for a while, but I also felt like my listeners are very anti the influencer Mm -hmm. aesthetic. And I do feel like two years ago, you nailed the curation and your aesthetic. And you like, I just felt like it wasn't in line yet Mm -hmm. with like, who I I am. I didn't know if you were gonna open up. Well, this is the thing. Uh, Again, I'm strategic. I do things for business. I did that because it paid the bills. Yes. So for me, I've never looked at Instagram as like a fun, let me share my life. Mm -hmm. I I share my life because I just can't help but be an open book Mm because that's the way I am. And you also are very informative and like (laughs) we're going to get into that. She's going to give us a lot of amazing (laughs) tips. But I just feel like I feel like you were feeling pressured from society to look a type of way. Yeah, well, what was happening was when I met you, remember when we went to that New Year's um, house together and I was crying to you? Yeah. Because I felt bullied. Yeah. I... Same. (laughs) (laughs) At that point in my life, 
it was the darkest time I've ever gone through, but I didn't know I was going through it. You never know you're depressed when you're you depressed. You never know. It's in hindsight. So now I could talk about it with knowledge, but yeah. then I didn't know what I was doing. And I had recently put on weight and I was trying to like face tune the shit out of my photos to like fit the, the fashion mold. And I wasn't accepting enough yet of the fact that like this is me. Well, that's super powerful what you said because Alyssa, I'm just going to be honest, you're drop dead gorgeous. Thank you. Like effortlessly, nothing done, just like Aww. so beautiful. And I remember something so fucked up that happened where a media company, someone sent me that they like found a photo of you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was FaceTime. Yeah. FaceTuned. Face <laughs> yeah. Like you had like a little, like what? A, oh, yeah. That guy's been felt, blocked forever. I felt so mad. Yeah. That like another company was like calling you out well, on FaceTuning. It wasn't that the company did it. It was that he worked at the company. He yeah. was affiliated. It. He posted it on his personal. Oh. But Paige also commented on the picture she was like this is fucked up take this down now like she came how to my did, defense how did that make you feel when it happened a little annoyed because like everyone did it not only that but like it was kind of a bad example because i put this warped filter on the photo so i was like pick on one that's actually bad <laughs> i was like this is just like i put this like weird effect so it made everything kind of wavy yeah, looking because i was like yeah. fuck you and they were trying to be like oh look at the brick or something. i just remember when that yeah. happened being like holy shit like this girl is working her hardest to like make money and look yeah. beautiful and like having a man like make fun of it i just felt like it was fucked up well i just think in general like i think those accounts i don't follow um what are the accounts like do du- i yeah. get everyone loves it i don't follow what's that other one that calls everyone out for like oh like, ripping off businesses diet product oh yeah i i think that's just so negative if someone's going to edit their photos and or not even that just do something that's their prerogative. Maybe there's something deeper going on. I don't think it's our job as like celeb face. Mm-hmm. Like those accounts that show Kendall Jenner's face like before and after. It's like, we get it. She gets worked on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand why we have to just broadcast this stuff. Mm-hmm. But for me, I was going through this weird internal time where like I didn't know how to dress for my new body. And now I don't really give a fuck. Like now well, I just explain because you it. were like, in a Facetune journey, <laughs> I was. Where's your relationship with Facetune now? I don't really use it. Cause like also like I, I brought up that painful thing because like you were like shamed for it. Yeah. And now you don't use it. Well, I don't. First of all, I hardly post on Instagram anymore, which is amazing. I post mostly videos. Do you feel healthier? No, I just like don't care because I think TikTok was really great for women in general with accepting what they look like because it's video and there's no editing and before tiktok though i started doing this like hashtag like purely publicity yes where i just stopped like wearing makeup stopped using filters i haven't used a filter on my instagram stories um since this past summer because i felt like i've always thought i had a small cute nose Mm -hmm. and i was using these filters that was making my nose look so thin Mm -hmm. and so like feminine and thin Mm -hmm. and I started looking at my nose in the mirror being like is my nose big but like I've never had that insecurity before you know it's so funny I know you've stopped using filters and I feel like you look more beautiful because there's like a confidence to it because sometimes when people post a filter I just see the filter so like in the past I mean because you're you already have that naturally like like kind of like pretty eye and little Thank nose you. and big lips so when you do a filter i'd be like she's a legit barbie doll and then i'd see like it's too much the filter yeah. and i'd be like oh what is that filter where instead it's like you're just being fully Alyssa, and it all seems to come together like it's not a coincidence that your shit is popping off right now where i feel like you're aligning with like who you are more truly but it makes complete sense that you were like, I had changed my body weight and I wasn't accepting it. So how That's was I exact- going to have other yeah. people accept it? It wasn't even society. It was personal. Yeah. I think people don't realize that sometimes. Like I said, everything hindsight's twenty twenty. Like you notice everything. And also the medium, what he kept saying to me from the message from him and from my grandpa that kept coming through was, mm-hmm. or my grandma as well, was be yourself. Things Which is loaded. Yeah. 
but they were like, things will happen. You'll meet your forever guy. You'll get your job. Like when you just be yourself. Mm -hmm. And when I went into my interview with Barstool, I just felt confidently like I'm going to be myself. Mm -hmm. And if they don't like me, it's not the right job for me. Well, in your pitch to Barstool, you had to do a lot of work on yourself to even get to that point where you had to admit, I'm not that skinny girl. Mm -hmm. I'm not the young girl from college. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not that person. I'm me going through a transition who's having a hard time. So you had to like be really brutally honest with yourself, which has resulted in you being the most successful you've ever been. It's interesting too, because like I grew up so confident. Yes. I I imagine you was like cool girl in high school. But it was, it was just like me and my sister always say the one thing my mom did so right with us was she raised us with so much confidence. Mm -hmm. Like, and it actually got me in trouble growing up Mm -hmm. because my friends would in high school be like, we don't like the way you're flipping your hair in gym class to get boys attention. (laughs) Or we don't like what you're wearing because, you know, I'd get bullied by the lacrosse team Mm -hmm. because you're wearing a short skirt to get boys attention because Mm -hmm. I thought I was a hot little piece of, like I thought I was like (laughs) Miss Thing. And it's because I genuinely was confident. I really genuinely was. And people that are insecure don't like people that are confident. Mm -hmm. So I think it kind of got me into trouble. So for the first time in my life when I wasn't confident, I was like, who am I? Yeah. I went through this weird like identity crisis almost. Because like, you walk in a room and you're proud of yourself then one day you like convince yourself you're not and mm-hmm. then it's like well what why am i worthy of doing anything but i also there was this incredible documentary everyone should watch called hysterical on fx with mm-hmm. all like these female comics and eliza schlesinger is like society's obsessed with controlling women's confidence at first they're like stuff to do to be more confident yeah. get more confidence and then when you get too confident they tell you like you're 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 too big for your britches you're too confident you need to be less confident and it's like they're always controlling your confidence level to manipulate you and what's also interesting is you had to admit okay i'm Mm mid-size which is genius because i always would joke i'd be like okay i'm not a size zero and i'm also not plus size but no i don't see myself in any models exactly because all of the models were either plus size or skinny ass and twigs. even plus size that you had to have like a certain boob and a certain butt and be to like be plus 5'11". size. Five yeah. eleven. You know what I mean? Like every model, like I'm five three. Yeah. What and also like part of my like what I think makes me look even heavier is the fact that I have huge ass boobs. Yeah. And it's like that's part of my journey too. Like yeah. I can't wear these little like slingy dresses with no backs. No, <laughs> no. So I want. <laughs> First, fashion-wise, what advice do you have for girls who are not zero, who are not plus size, on dressing confidently? Well, my therapist gave me really good advice. And I'm so here's the thing. I don't think I'm meant to be the weight I currently am. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. it's been a long journey to get here. I... It's so crazy. What kind of made me like depressed to begin with was the fact that I didn't realize I had a gluten allergy. Yeah. And I was eating tons of gluten and I was getting. You're like, and I only eat gluten. Well, I was, <laughs> I was literally. Bread, butter, bread, butter, I was, pasta. I was achy for one year of my life. Like I remember that pains. year. Yes. You were like, I've been to so many doctors. It's been so expensive. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I'm tired. Yes. Achy, tired, miserable. That's what made me depressed, by the way, just in hindsight. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I like. I think you could love where you're at while still wanting to like lose weight, but I don't look at it as losing weight. I'm like, I want to be stronger. I want to be more active. I want to feel more confident versus being like diet, 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 diet. Cause that's Mm -hmm. very unhealthy Mm -hmm. because what I've learned is that when you restrict, then you binge. Like it's like kind Mm -hmm. of like this cycle. I just tell myself the more I eat, the better for my metabolism. (laughs) Yeah. It's (laughs) literally like you just need to be fucking normal yep. and that means if you want a brownie have a brownie yep if you just deprive yourself of something you're never gonna you're gonna then eat 10 brownies and it's with everything it's like think of alcohol let's say you're like oh i'm not gonna drink alcohol for two weeks then when you finally go out you think you're gonna yeah, be you healthy sloshed. you're gonna be a slushy bitch <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so my advice is what my therapist gave me was she was like go out buy yourself some stuff that makes you feel confident in your current weight stop being like i'm not gonna wear the pants until I'm this size. Yeah. I'm not going to buy the thing until I'm this size. Like you don't exist unless you're in that pair of yes. jeans. So my advice is 
go buy it now. That's my thing that went viral on TikTok. It was a sound, six second sound of me saying, you don't need to be a size zero mm-hmm. to dress how you want. Mm-hmm. And basically it's that. Go out, buy stuff that makes you confident in your current body. And when you feel good and you exude confidence, it's like energy. It's like a magnet. You're going to attract the right people, the right yes. opportunities. And then over time, when you're confident and you're yourself, your weight is going to even out and you'll be the weight you're supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, this the stuff you see, look at how beauty's changed over time. It's all society constructing it. So it's like, if you can be confident in your body, think of how like huge asses are now in. We're like in the <laughs> 90s, people would be like, oh my God, like what is <laughs> yeah. that? And I mean, not that all of it's real, but yeah, it's, so, it's so far that they're manipulating it. Yeah. But I think like let's normalize throwing away the old jeans that you're trying to fit mm-hmm. in because like you're not that bitch anymore. Let's never be that bitch. Like I don't care if she was thinner. Was she necessarily happier? Was she wiser? Had she gone through the stuff you've gone through? No, let's get also those jeans are not in style anymore. Gen, Z's, Gen Z's are changing every fucking week. I don't know. Are we at bell bottoms? I don't know. Yeah, it's like get rid of get it. Get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. Get rid of those old jeans. Stop creating this like when I hit this, I'm going to be happy because that's not how it works. Yes, I that's 100% not how it works. And there's pieces that you could hold on to that are like nostalgia pieces. I learned this actually because I had this woman come to my apartment and do like the Marie Kondo method Love and it. help me declutter. Yeah. And they actually told me this aside from like body and stuff. She was just like, does it serve you now, today? Yeah. And I'm like, no. She's like, get rid of it. Who is she? I, I forget her name, honestly. It was like two years ago. It was it's just okay. some like Marie Kondo expert. Yeah. And basically she was like, in two years, if you want the pants, guess what? Go buy the pants again. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that everyone has, like, money to do that all the time. But yeah. she's like, you're not going to miss them. Yeah. Get rid of it. If it doesn't serve you now, but also it's taking think, up space. Think about money. So much of it is related to confidence. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, think about why, like, sometimes men get paid more than sometimes. But men get paid more than women a lot of the time. It's all a confidence in your relationship to it. So it's like your relationship with your body is like your relationship with money. Where... <laughs> Paige just got a money manifestation plan. But a lot of it is like, what do you think you deserve? And if you walk around life being like, oh, because I can't fit into these pants. I don't deserve things. Like, what kind of energy do you think is going to be around you? It's so true. And also, like, men love curves. Like, so many men Mm -hmm. love curves. So, like, any voices in your head that are telling you I'm not worthy because I, I, I have, I'm taking up more space. Take up more space, bitch. But you, the truth is. You want, sorry for pointing at you like that. I was like, the truth is, you want to be healthy for this body that you exist in. No, it's so true. And like, I definitely have a money complex a little bit in Mm -hmm. terms, I would say a success like issue where, oh, this is also something I'm digging into. But when I was younger, I never thought I was smart and I was an awful student like d's c's mm-hmm. finished like the last percentile just, like, of my class all of class i like joke that i had a like zero fucks meter like i really <laughs> didn't you, give a but fuck you give so many fucks in your career now but i've always given like i've always cared about career but i think it's because i have something to prove mm. and my therapist was like who are you trying to prove it to and i was oh, like well good question i know i was like well my parents think i'm smart now my sister thinks i'm smart now i think my friends think so she's like so who is it i'm like myself because i still believe i wasn't smart it's funny because after college i was the I played tennis and all the athletes were dumb. They thought because like we got in because of yeah, sports. Exactly. So they would I'd like put in an essay and I was an A student because I, I was type A and they would grade me like a C. And I was like, wait, you're seeing me as like I'm a dumb athlete through that mm. lens. But then after college, I wanted to convince like my parents and my brother that I could do like real like corporate stuff and I was in yeah. sales I was in marketing and then I had a mental breakdown because it's just not me I'm like I just want to make stupid fart jokes but it's so weird because think about every successful entrepreneur most of them dropped out of college a lot of getting fired yeah a lot of getting fired a lot of failures and mm-hmm. it's I think it's because people that are entrepreneurial aren't their minds work differently uh, yeah school wasn't my type of learning I joke if you put me in like automotive school I could have mm-hmm. built a freaking car yeah like I am hands-on put yes. me in cosmetology school I'll do your makeup and hair I'm very hands-on I would just like space, space out, out in class <laughs> and like literally didn't care I'd pass notes to What's the boys so funny it, yeah <laughs> I think we were we were similar in that like I didn't learn shit. No, I was zero. just I'm very competitive. So my mom would be like, "Okay, Hannah and Daniel, what'd you guys learn today?" And my brother be like, "I learned about botany and the parts of a flower." And I'd be like, "I got an A." 
I'd be like that really cute boy finally asked me out mom <laughs> and then she'd be like oh my god wait so for someone who is like obsessed ca- career obsessed where's your love life right now because I feel like you took a break yeah and like you're in your late 20s yeah which 30. is like 30 where like you a lot of women are starting to think about their future and what's going on I'm feeling now like I'm ready to get back into dating. Mm -hmm. I definitely, the year that I was depressed was a wash. And then. (laughs) (laughs) Which is normalize it. Normalize not wanting fuckboy energy when you already have fuckgirl energy. Exactly. And then it was COVID. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even try to date because I was at my parents in the shore, my shore house. Like, yeah. and I actually was like, oh, this is a good time to do all of like my inner work, which mm-hmm. I did. So now I'm ready to put that work to the test. Hell yeah. I was supposed to have a date on Tuesday, but we kind of like mutually ghosted. Wait, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? He said some weird like I okay so he was British and I just think our humor over text was getting lost like he basically made it known he's like I'm so funny but like he wasn't being funny at all and also don't say you're funny just be funny yeah and then so I'm trying I'm making witty jokes back yeah I think I was great he wasn't picking up what I was saying like he told me he's like people think I look like a fuck boy red flag so then I like I was like yeah well it's the pink shorts in your photo because he was wearing like salmon colored shorts. Hilarious. Like, funny joke. Was that on your Instagram stories? You were like salmon shorts yes. equal fuck boys? <laughs> that like was so relatable. And he was like, I love those shorts, period. <laughs> I was like, okay, so now I just offended him. You can't, he sounds like super sarcastic. He, I could, but I couldn't tell that was the thing. I yeah. think it was honestly just a mist. Like, so did the conversation just kind of dead? And I was then like, you I'm going to go to bed, like talk soon. And we just never spoke again. And I think it was one of those things where he was probably joking and I was probably joking. You missed but it. our humor wasn't because we don't we never had met. And you know what? Don't waste time on that. However, what's yeah. confusing, though, is I've had amazing text chemistry with dudes. And then in person. And then in person, I'm like, oh, I thought he was charming, but he's actually fucking weird and missing it all. Because some people are just 100%. Like good texters or guys who are just kind of like short with texts. It's just subconsciously hot because you're like oh he's not he's not interested in this conversation yeah. i want to fuck him no it's 100 percent true so i'm getting back out there into trying to date now mm-hmm. which is great mm-hmm. um i don't know we'll see if anything sticks yeah I, I think it was definitely weird when i first started working here i had a lot of dudes like sliding into my dms mm-hmm. and my audience has always been 90 percent women yeah so that was interesting but then i just realized like those probably aren't my dudes either because their intentions like I would click into their profiles and they would be like Dave Portnoy super fans yeah and I was like I don't want to date a super fan that means they're probably sliding to every girl here's dms Mm -hmm. so it's been interesting to navigate that and then to navigate ask them how tall they are yeah but you're fun because you're five three so like (laughs) a five five guy you're like oh no 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 (laughs) no five ten is like my lowest (laughs) you know it's <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that. Yeah. But. <laughs> I know everyone's like, "What's wrong with short guys?" No, but I joke. I'm like, "You, who am I kidding?" I'm jinxing myself because you know I'm gonna end up with like a short, stocky Italian man. People, a nice, hairy, just like uh, meatball. No, my kids will be too hairy. You know what? Start getting them lasered early on. That's <laughs> yes. what I say. <laughs> so, okay, you're doing amazing. I feel like we got like, I because you're my friend. I pushed you. Also, like. Now I'm just so ready to talk about these things because no, I I just feel like I had this intuitiveness where I was like, she's ready for hell. <laughs> she's ready. <laughs> I mean, not like we wouldn't have had a great episode yeah. before when you were fully depressed and didn't know it. Yeah, but like th- I just feel like you you've experienced a lot of lows, and it's so weird how like you wouldn't have had these highs without the lows. And I'm not trying to make myself feel better right now, but I'm just observing. <laughs> <laughs> but also, really quick, that's my life. I fail and then I learn. I fail and then I learn. That's how my entire life has been. Like my entire life. I have to learn the hard way, unfortunately. I'm one of those people. Well, I f- they always say like with an entrepreneur, if you're going to fail, fail fast. So like mm-hmm. I feel like you are not scared to fail, which is fucking huge. And you're a real pivoter. Oh, and I you don't take I it to heart. pivot quick. Because there's some people who will never even start a project because they're scared to fail. Like if you're fucking listening right now and you want to do something and you've been scared because you're going to fail, I dare you to fail. Yeah. Like that's it's so much more successful to fail and learn from that journey. Like, oh, my God, I started a tie dye company <laughs> when I was 24 <laughs> called Spill Supply. <laughs> 
Cute. I know. Cute name. <laughs> Cute name. Didn't get, went, I bought like for a hundred dollars, like seven <laughs> hours. I stood at this like flea market in Queens. Stop. Did not sell one thing. That makes me not sad. <laughs> and I think my parents came one point to like cheer me on. They're like, we'll buy something. <laughs> you know, yeah, I bought something. My dad was like, I'll take the pink tie-dye shirt. Thanks. Great job, babe. Oh my God, I And I was him. like, this is my life now. But anyway, these are also, it makes you more relatable and have great stories to laugh at with your friends and yeah nothing is guaranteed to be successful so then what are you gonna do just sit on and twiddle your thumbs Mm -hmm. no it's so true i think that's what separates people that are entrepreneurs and people that should actually be in like a more traditional work environment Mm -hmm. and no shade because we're all built differently yeah i just think so many people come to me for advice they're like i have an idea and then they sit on it for five years and they never do it oh my god the day i wanted to launch a blog i had the domain name bought that night it launched the next day i had no plan like you either you're a doer or you're not yeah honestly that's kind of how i feel also before we play our final game Alyssa is like one of the OG influencers in my head. And oh my like, God, but like you, not. No, but you like really do influence. Like I've bought earrings from <laughs> yeah. you, like swipe ups. Yeah. I buy like some shit on Amazon. I've bought like a shoe, I think. Like I actually am influenced by you. I love it. Two, a couple things. First of all, your apartment is so incredible. Oh, thank but you. do you just naturally have that like design style? Like how do you find your inspiration to curate your own like area of peace? I'm very decisive. I feel like I sound, people are gonna be like, this bitch is like so crazy. I'm like, I'm decisive on this. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, like, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And so are you getting inf- inspiration from other people or are you just listening to your gut? I'm listening to my gut, but the issue is my gut changes every six months. So like, yeah. I was like emo, I was Guido, yeah. I was sporty, I was preppy. Yeah. Like I've been every flavor, like I can care yeah. less. And so right now I like my decor and then in six months I'm gonna be like, nope we're going with the 70s style and then yeah. the next week i'm gonna be like ah, i really love mid-century modern like i just i don't know yeah but you just go with it with you know what, what you it feel. is i like pop culture like popular culture i like what's in mm. like mm-hmm. i just always have so you kind of take in what's around you and yeah. then know what you mm-hmm. want to do so gothics in, i'm gothic sign yeah. me up like yeah i it's not even just being like a like a follower i'm not scared to try the trends yeah how do you feel about like day to day, how has your makeup changed over time? Because I feel like you have a very good look where it's like not too much makeup ever, but like you always look put together. I have one of those faces that I could wear. <laughs> like, <laughs> you go, it's my face shape. No, no, it's no. Genetic. It's actually opposite. It's like I could wear a full black smoky eye and I'd look exactly the same as if I just had mascara on. <laughs> I have like hooded eyes, which uh-huh. basically means that like unless they're closed, you can't see what's on them. Yeah. So, I don't, I kind of stopped trying because I'm like, it doesn't, you can't tell that I look any different. So what I do really is just like today, all I did was mascara and a tinted moisturizer. Mm -hmm. But what I do on like a day to day is just like a foundation, a concealer, a mascara, blush and highlighter. I love it. I don't, I'm not into like super heavy makeup. I don't think it's a vibe. Agreed. Lastly, trends also happen with food in the influencer community. Mm. How have you like evolved in your cooking and eating? Because there was a time where you were cooking a lot Mm -hmm. and I was like, I would just, it's like watching a yoga workout where you're (laughs) like, oh, I wish I would do that. But like, it's beautiful. How have you evolved your like eating habits from what's trendy versus like what's healthy for you and what goes well with your lifestyle? So I still cook twice a day. If I was working from home, I'd cook three times a day. I love cooking. It's therapeutic. I think it tastes so much better than, well, because I'm a good cook, but it tastes so much better. (laughs) I'm Italian. Like, come on. It tastes so much better than like food that gets steamed in a box. You know, by the time like the sushi gets to you, it like cooked. Like the raw sushi is now cooked because it's steamed in the box the whole way over. So I don't know. Like, I think because I'm gluten free, it's Mm -hmm. really pushed me to like, there's so many things on the market now that are quote unquote trendy. Mm -hmm. But I eat like, brown rice and gluten-free toast every morning Mm -hmm. and I think there's definitely things that are like in and out but I think I do a mix of like my mom's like old school Italian meals but with like a new modern healthy twist I love that was an example like she'll make this dish that's pasta with broccoli and and um shrimp Mm. and sometimes I'll make it with just the shrimp and the broccoli and mix the pasta I love it and then oh a good tip is instead of like sauteing everything in olive oil because it burns off and you keep having to add more and more oil Mm -hmm. you cook it in chicken broth 
Mm. So it steams and it cooks down in chicken broth and then it's way healthier than adding five tablespoons of olive oil. I'm so crazy with my olive oil. Like I'm an olive oil slut. It's it's the chicken broth <laughs> like thing. It's a really head, good I'm like, tip. How many calories could this be? It's a drop. No, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> 120 per tablespoon. <laughs> and then like the amount of butter recipes want, it's like four sticks of butter. I'm like, okay. Well, that's what I do. Like my mom will make like chicken cutlets and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to do this in my air fryer and use no oil. Oh, yeah, so I do like old school things with new school machinery. Also one more <laughs> thing because i'm learning so much about being an adult because you're like a pretty good adult things what's your morning routine because i am a sloth until like one hannah i have no routine this shocks people because <gasps> i envision you being like lemon water no i'm the I'm meditate and whatever journal. the opposite of type a is on that I wake up, some days I brush my teeth first, some days I wash my face first. Some, some days, days don't brush my teeth. Don't brush them at all. <laughs> Other days, just shower in the morning, some days shower at night. Mm-hmm. I go in the shower, I'm one of those savage people, I don't even do my shower routine in the same way. Like What? Like I don't like shave one time and then wash my hair one time. I fly by the seat of my pants. Like that I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. People think I'm psycho. I, I love that though, because I, f- I feel like you're, wait, are you clean? I'm tidy, but well, I kind I like to say I clean mm-hmm. and then I mess it up and yeah. then I clean and okay. then I mess it up. That's that's human. That's normal. Like I don't live in a mess. It will get to an extent and then I clean. Yeah. Finally, I keep thinking more questions, but <laughs> what are some just like really healthy tips you have of living right now? Because I feel like what are what's on trend for being healthy right now? Go to therapy. Um, have a good support system with friends that you could talk about these things with. Mm-hmm. I had like an emotional support friend throughout quarantine. My friend Jill, who's like. <laughs> Literally, she's she's also available single. on Venmo. <laughs> well, because the thing is, we're in the same life stage. Yes, we're both single. We both people live don't alone. talk about that enough. Like after college, you have tons of girlfriends, and then shit evolves, and that's okay. Yes. What are you gonna do? Ask your friend about her baby every day? Kill me. Exactly. So we t- like we both were living alone, single, going through going to therapy, like you know, going through shit, and we leaned on each other, and it was really great to have that. So a good support system, a good therapist, mm-hmm. um, self-work. There's books. Like I like to journal, mm-hmm. just get my feelings out there. So you just like write how you feel? Um, there's this thing called morning pages where you write three pages nonstop in like a free flow. Like it doesn't even have to make sense. You could just write about anything. Just get out your thoughts. Like today and how I'm wearing does that help this. You? It's just, it's putting whatever you're thinking or whatever's like laying on you down on paper and, and it's you're almost releasing like a it. release oh. so i'm actually launching um notebooks because we're gonna call it the self self-care scribble <gasps> oh it's cute and so i said to my followers i'm like tag me during your self-care scribble and we're all gonna journal together i love that i know okay now that we're all happy we're gonna end with the seven deadly sins seven deadly sins what are you greedy about I think it's changed a little bit, but I think I was greedy about money Mm -hmm. because I felt like my job was always so, um, it could be taken away at any moment when I was just like hustling for campaigns. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it made me like a little cheap. Is that Mm. greedy? Well, yeah, you could be greedy like you just want it all and you have no boundaries with like. Mm, Mine was more like I was greedy because I felt like I had to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which I think has changed now that I actually get paid every two weeks mm-hmm. and don't have to not get paid for 90 days. The brands take their fucking time. I have a campaign from last year that I still haven't been paid for and we're three, whatever, how many and months And you just keep bothering them? Yeah. Yeah, I have companies who owe me money too. Yeah, so it's more just like I felt like it almost, I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I could take that trip. I don't know if I could, like I would, or, and I would also say maybe greedy with my time mm-hmm. in terms of, prioritizing myself sometimes mm-hmm. over like other people yeah because i felt like i no? needed to um yeah i actually am I-, I just felt like there was a lot of times where i would be like no i need to do this because this is what's good for me and like mm-hmm. i'm sorry if i'm letting you down mm-hmm. it's just like kind of like knowing when to be selfish and then knowing when you can't be because yeah. that's a dick thing to do and we want to normalize women being selfish because we're always supposed to be the caretakers and but if you're not taking care of yourself how are you going to care for others you know 100 percent. amen who are you envious of this is really funny but like people who get success quickly mm. like these people that and i'm 
I'm not jealous. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. I think envy and jealousy is very different. Yes. Yes. I think you could be envious of something without wishing bad upon them or not being happy for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm envious of people that start TikTok and then in a few months have 2 million followers mm-hmm. and have 9 million brand deals mm-hmm. and they're making so much money when it's something that I've been hustling for for six years. Yes, agreed. However, I was talking to Des today about how like people who get success really quickly, it skews like how mm-hmm. hard it is to, and like also you see as we're getting older, like the scope of people's careers. And Des even said to me, he's like, you got success in like comedy and entertainment so fucking quick like in two really three did, years yeah and he's like it's giving you a skewed view of like how long it takes to like be really successful in the industry and i was like oh that's why like justin bieber <laughs> you know you blow up and then you have this high and then the whole rest of your life you're like am i not as good as yeah. when i was in that high so success is so weird and it's all about perspective that is true but like look at taylor schrecker who I like I've heard her on her podcast be like it's taking me so long and mm-hmm. I, I relate to that for because for me I feel like it's been a long game mm-hmm. versus some other people that happens overnight and it's easy to be like why not me I'm doing the same things I'm trying to be relatable yeah. I'm trying to put out good content but like, some of them get well no it was a tennis player we were watching who won the French Open at like 27 and his whole life goal is to win a Grand Slam. Mm. We're using sports metaphors now. (laughs) And then after he won it, he basically like spiraled into a depression and felt like he had no purpose because like that was all he was chasing. And like you guys have this amazing journey, but imagine like you pop off in the beginning and then you like fizzle out. You always want that high that you're like not going to ever have again unless if you have something like really big. And I mean, there's all different situations, but like it is an interesting concept. Like that's why I say a lot of celebrities who get famous later in life are like more stable. That's honestly a good perspective to have Mm -hmm. like I like that because it is true like sometimes it's kind of like why not me Mm -hmm. but at the same time I'm sure people could look at me and feel that way yeah yes again I've had so many people on burning in hell like complain of like things they want and then thinking of all the people listening that might want what they have exactly and I'm like wow stuff is crazy but yeah once you have something really successful then all these little things you get don't seem to add up to like that high that you had and it's also like someone who has like a really viral idea that they're replicating over and over again or like a sketch or something then they have to come up with something else after like totally. that dies out in a year well it's so which true is though scary. because i wanted five hundred thousand followers on tiktok i got it now yeah. i'm like i need a million yeah it's like you just keep upping the yeah, bar in my head you were like i know what people blew up on tiktok i'm like bitch you blew up i did but now i've stabilized yeah and i see people all of my, I have a group chat with all of these East Coast TikTokers who I love. And yeah. like one by one, they're all reaching a million. Yeah. And I haven't grown in like four months. Yeah. And I'm like, why not me? Well, it's also hard to rate your success by the numbers of followers. Like, yes. I was joking with Caitlin Riley. She's a t- TikToker who came on my pod and she was just like, I'll think a video so funny and it'll only get like 500,000 instead of a million mm-hmm. views. And she's like, but if I think it's funny, I think it's funny. And it's weird because like it doesn't directly correlate to like how good your work is sometimes. That's like a big theme in my life that I'm working on, which is like not. um, I used to think that my job like really defined me. And now I feel kind of disassociated from it in a good way where I'm like, I need to get there. I'll teach you because I had this really weird like shift happen Yeah, where this is a little off topic, but I used to like go on dates and be like, I need to prove that I'm smart and I'm successful and I'm the type of girl you could take home to your mom and I have good morals. And I started realizing my dad actually said it. He goes, you sound kind of (laughs) boring. He's like, what are you applying to a job? Yeah. Literally, I was trying to prove like I'm the type of girl you could take home to your mom because yes, I always want to be that way. Mm-hmm. I still have strong morals, but at the same time, fucking cut loose. My job doesn't define me. On my dating apps, I don't say where I work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lead with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the past, if I was insecure, maybe I'd be like, oh, by the way, I work at personal sports. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, mm-hmm. if you want me for that, then mm-hmm. I don't want you. Yeah, I have to work on not correlating my like success in my career with my happiness. Do you know what really changed for me? And maybe this will be a piece of insight for you. I was listening to an entrepreneur on a podcast, no idea who he was. Mm -hmm. And he said, (laughs) 
I literally couldn't couldn't quote him. We love giving no credit idea. where credit's due. <laughs> and he said, um, he's like, I think what makes someone successful is how much they give back. Mm. And he said that you can't have success without giving back. And what he what I started doing after that, I started, I took on a mentee. I started um, doing free mentor sessions like over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And like even like at my local coffee shop, I tip the girl because I love her. She's so nice, Fabiola. Mm-hmm. Tip her all the, like I just started giving back and like putting back out into the community. And you feel like that's your worth. That's your purpose. It's funny because money manifestation, they say if you spend more, you make more, which is crazy. Oh, well, that's good for me because I spend a <laughs> shit ton. <laughs> but it does remind me of like how I felt being in sales. Like I was making good money, but I just felt like I was taking. Where mm. comedy brings me joy to like make people laugh. And like I'd rather make people laugh hysterically than like get a ton of likes on like a hot photo, if that makes sense. Exactly. So like what helped me disassociate was like, being like, wait, I want to be known for being a good friend, for being thoughtful, yes. for being a good person. Yeah. And like that kind of made me be like, my job is just my job. It's yeah. not who I am. Yeah. Beautiful. I love it so <laughs> much. So what are you gluttonous about? What do you overindulge in? What's your guilty pleasure? I think I have a serious phone addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because we all do. <laughs> to the point where like yesterday I couldn't get off my phone. It's TikTok. When something's going viral and comments could get controversial, mm-hmm. people could ha- have so many opinions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like something I posted yesterday started going viral and it was like an opinion thing. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like calling out this brand. And mm-hmm. then as I started getting feedback, I was like, can I make this stop going viral? Like, I don't want the comments. And it's then I was glued to my phone all night because I just oh, felt like. I saw the video. Of the p- people copying my merch. Oh, no. Oh, you're thinking of the Revolve one. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you're doing some hot takes now because, like, Mm -hmm. you have a platform. This is the thing. It goes from, like, you have opinions then realizing that people are actually listening to your opinions. Uh Or before you just be like, hey, thanks, this. And people be like, me. Where now everyone jumps on it because you have a bigger platform. But also with TikTok, it's so dumb. Like, I did a video about how wiener dogs are trendy right now. And Mm -hmm. people are like, dogs aren't trendy. Like, you yeah. know, you can't even give a funny opinion without people saying something. Yeah. So I don't really take it personally. It's more like the addiction to my phone where I'm like, ooh, viral, numbers growing, comments coming yep. in, let dopamine, me answer. Dopamine, dopamine, yes. dopamine, But even the like high of it being something bad that you're going to see. But what's crazy with Summer House is I had to basically accept I have no control of the narrative. Mm-hmm. I have no control of what's going on. And if I try to control it, I will drive myself insane. Yeah. So when my life was dissolving... Des was like, you can't go on your phone. Yeah. And I was like, but I have to navigate like people when they're lying about me or people trying to like change yeah. the narrative and stuff. And he's like, no, you just have to let it go. And that's how it will die. Sometimes what I Which do. Which is so fucking hard. At for like 9 p.m. I'll text my mom and text my sister because they're the only ones checking in on me. And I'll be <laughs> like, hey, guys, I'm not gonna be on my phone for the rest of the night. And I'll put it down and watch a show. Yeah. And like. We don't watch shows anymore without, without looking phone. at our phone. I'm yeah. playing a game. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I just sometimes I'm like, I need to put it down. First of all, my wrists hurt. I have carpal tunnel. <laughs> like, this thing. Well, I realized like before we had phones, like people existed. Like you would like space out or you would like watch the birds or like, I don't know what people yes. did before phones, but I think it's just actually going back to like, you're fucking boring. Like, we have to fall in love with ourselves again and stop being in love with these like avatars of ourselves on our phones, Mm -hmm. which is like, let's be honest. That's what it is. And my biggest thing that I'm working on as well is like, I look at the reviews on my podcast and they're like 99, if not a hundred percent positive. And I'm like, Ooh, that gives me validation that I'm doing a good job because I'm so invested in my work. And it's like one day it's going to switch and, You can't be so high for so long. What I've learned about fame, which is so fun, is that first people discover you and they get excited. Then like other people discover you and they connect being like, oh, we all like this person. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to a certain level of people liking you, people love people love to hate on things that people like. Yeah. So then that's when it turns Mm -hmm. and then you get haters and you get lovers and then the haters are really fucking loud it was i said it reminded me of this bg's documentary where um basically disco was like the shit and then people decided they hate disco mm, it was too cool because it was too cool mm-hmm. so they they literally burned disco down and like the bgs have written since they couldn't do disco anymore but they've written like tons of great songs for other people but like it's it's just 
I had the f- greatest like first two years of like being on TV and also like I didn't even really enjoy it because it was during quarantine and stuff but you also realize like that wasn't real like that that like high 100% and also like the low isn't real I talked to Blake Horstman from mm-hmm. I love him so much from The Bachelor and he was like people who watch reality TV the people you love are actually not as great as you think they are and the people you hate yeah. are not nearly as bad <laughs> so as you true. Think they are. and but anyway with that said it's it is everything's always changing yeah and if your happiness is reliant on what people think of you like it is a windy road 100 percent. that's why when i get some negative comments now i just leave them because i'm like "Eh, knock me i stand by what i said we're all evolving we all have different life experiences Mm -hmm. like i grow every single day and learn more every single day so yep you just have to realize that i give people the benefit of the doubt sometimes A hundred percent, which is a great transition to when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? I was just on the phone with my mom this morning being like, I'm (laughs) but it was about like a family thing. So I don't know if I want to say, um, I'm trying to, do you have like an angry side to you? Only with family. Mm. Is that weird? No, it's kind of like the people you love. You can be like, like sometimes my mom or my sister, they'll be like, you're so moody. And I'm like, not with anyone else in my life. Like yeah. family just gets under your skin for some reason. Yeah. Even though I'm I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. They're my, my sister's my best friend. I'm so close with my parents. It's like, you just like have a different side around your family that yeah. you could just unleash. Yes. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, you have a chip on your shoulder. You're this, you're that. And in my head, I'm like, no one else would say, like, I'm pleasant to <laughs> be like, around. I can hear you. I'm just rude to you guys. <laughs> you're just talking shit to me. But yeah, you guys are like so ruthlessly honest. So like, yeah, yeah it's like the most mad I'd ever get. It's like at my brother. But yeah, like, that's what but I'm then saying. also like 10 minutes later, we're just eating dinner. <laughs> Wait, my sister's, uh, well, my brother-in-law is an only child and uh-huh. he doesn't get it because my sister and I will rip each other's heads off and then be like, you're my best friend. <laughs> And he's like, I don't get it. You guys just hated each other. And we're like, no, yeah, but like we love each other so much. Um, I love that so much. Okay, when was the last time you were a sloth or a lazy piece of shit? Like didn't do anything. Okay, I've been waiting to say this. I love it. People lie. Everyone comes on here. You ask them this question. They're yeah. like, I'm not really lazy. It's like we live in this the same century, right? We all yeah. watch Netflix. I yeah. feel like. People need to own how lazy they are. I love that you said this too, because like now I need to fight some people who came on my pod and called them out. But I do think like if they don't have lazy days, I'm I feel bad. Like I feel bad for I them. I feel like you and I are probably similar in this. It's like I work so hard yeah. and I'm so fucking lazy too. And also people don't know just because I'm not like physically at a computer. Like when I'm just walking around, my mind never fucking stops. So I'm exhausted from worrying about the future. That's my so point. I, sleep. I was in bed last night <laughs> relaxing, quote unquote, literally on my phone spiraling about my content. Like yeah. I, I feel like I have such a balance of like work. I don't know. Like I could do... I'm a fast worker and mm-hmm. I could do a million things in a day. I fucking city bike to work today. Yeah. I'm at work. I'm going to go to the personal trainer after work, mm-hmm. eat dinner, and then I'm going to sit on my ass all night. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like some people are like, I never sit down. It's like, what are you doing? I just city bike to work and went to the gym and worked a full day. And yeah. I still have four hours to also, sit on my ass. how you burn yourself out. Yeah, like I... But in a day, you could go from being like fitness model to like literal like person who is eating 70 chicken nuggets it's, off their yeah, chest like, while so watching I Netflix. Don't relate to those people at all. It's like we all live in this Netflix generation. Like you're telling me you didn't just binge that show. Mm-hmm. Like we're all being lazy. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a balance. Like mm-hmm. I think I do both. I live alone. I'm single. So like obviously when I go home, I like watch God, TV. Honestly, envious of you right now. Yeah. It's like like I do it. I have a person who will be like, hey, you haven't moved in six hours. And I'm like, hey, I didn't need you to <laughs> yeah. come up in here and judge me. No, it's I thought so you love me, want to live the rest of your life with me and all of me. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, when was the last time you let your ego get in the way of something? Like your pride? A lot. I have this like thing where in business where I always think I'm right. Yeah. Which is like not that great. <laughs> Probably a flaw. Where like in my head, I'm like, no, I know best. Yeah. Well, that's like a crazy confidence to have, which I think got you like your job at Barstool, but then also can cause you to butt heads with certain people who have the same mentality. Well, it's why I think I like working for myself and like just 
to put it into perspective, yes, I work at Barstool, but I completely have creative control over my brand. Yep. Like, I basically am operating as like an entrepreneur. Yeah, under you don't have to there. run your stuff yeah. past anyone. Which oh, that's amazing. Because you have your own voice. Because my ego gets in the way. My ego got in the way last week. Something with sales. They like said I earned like X amount and I was like, we need more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> like in mm-hmm. my head, I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I need more. I Like I'm very headstrong and I'm kind of like, well, what, what's what's the holdup? Mm-hmm. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a doer. And like when I am working for myself, it's like I just go out and do it myself. Yep. And like everything was fine. Like it was just yeah. my ego. Like it's just yeah. I'm kind of like, no, 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 no. Slow down. We need more. We need this. We need that. And I think that's why I am good not reporting to someone <laughs> because when I had bosses, like I would be sitting in meetings and they had 10 more years experience than me. And in my head, I'd be like, they have no fucking clue what they're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> well, okay. It, there is something to be said about how experience does not equate to shit. No, because they'd be talking about social media and they're yeah. 50 years old. And oh I'm like, God. at the time I'm 25 and I'm like, no, no, no. Like Instagram doesn't work like that. I remember yeah. having to be like, by the way, there's this new feature called Instagram stories. Yeah. You should utilize it. Like, yeah. Uh, oh my so, god i remember when insta stories uh, dropped and everyone was like okay snapchat how do we cat. use this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think that's like my ego with my work and if someone tries to give me a financial opinion sure give it to me i don't yeah. know numbers yeah. if you're gonna give me a creative opinion i'm like mm, thank you but no thank you but bad. there's pros and cons with that because imagine if you just like didn't trust your own inner voice yeah. with creativity. My therapist says it's what got me far. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. My, thanks, my therapist. Um, when was the last time you lusted over someone or like a celebrity crush or just anything? Like, give us the tea. Who do you want to have sex with? Mm, I'm trying to think. I've learned that whatever I say, my followers, they call themselves the tree top. T tribe, I can't say it. T tribe will then find the person in their social security number, and <laughs> like it's kind of scary. So um, I'll think of a slip. Oh, oh, I rewatched the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Ian Somerhalder, uh-huh. mm. he's a freak. Uh, no, not even just him. You know who else I love, guys? If you know the show, you know Alaric Saltzman. That's oh. his character name. Uh-huh. I don't know what his real name uh-huh. is. Hottest man. Everyone like, on that show. Not important. Guys, if you're listening and you haven't watched The Vampire Diaries, if you just want to watch hot people, yeah. watch the show. There's the teacher's hot. The town cop's hot. Yeah. The, the like, no one's ugly. It's like the most beautiful show I've ever seen in my life. Because they could literally put fangs on them and have blood pouring out their mouth and they're still hot. There was like a scale when they were casting that's like, if you're not a 10, you can't come on the cast. <laughs> like, it's the most beautiful I show. Actually, there was a show called like Arrow or something mm. that all these guys were hot watching. Main character. And it was just like all hot people. Yep. And I was like, this is not realistic. I will refuse to watch this. No, this is the most unrealistic, beautiful people <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. And I got all my friends into it. My friend Jill is deep into Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. Like they're the hottest people. It's basically like hot people porn. Like it's like watching HGTV where you just love watching houses. It's yes. like you just like watching like symmetrical faces and now i'm convinced i want to be a vampire maybe you are if they Believe could turn it, me manifest I would, it <laughs> i would do it tomorrow if i could so Alyssa, aka publicity aka leader of the tea tribe <laughs> what advice would you give our listeners at the end of this our little devils who will bond with the tea tribe they're gonna have a meeting the cult leaders are <laughs> going to talk to each other <laughs> what advice would you give to people who are in hell on how to survive it and how to cope with their hell. Huh. So usually when you're in hell, you don't realize you're in hell. So that's the that's fucking tough. That's problem. a tough one. We don't talk about that enough. <laughs> yeah, we really don't. So if you're going to bed every night thinking, I hope tomorrow's better, you're probably in hell. Mm. So. Ooh, that's really good. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just that feeling of like, maybe tomorrow will be different. And then you wake up and you open your eyes and you're like, I still feel the same. Yeah. You know that feeling? Yeah. It's kind of and I feel like you're, to out, talk about. you're out of it when you don't care what tomorrow will bring. I yes. feel like. Like it's not like I hope tomorrow's a good day. It's just like tomorrow's tomorrow and I'm me. Exactly. So I think if you're feeling that way, do something about it because now you know what it feels like that mm-hmm. we just told you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hire a therapist, switch your environment. For yeah. me, moving apartments. Yes. Um, 
even like feng shui your room, paint the walls a different color, mm-hmm. do something. I think environment is really big with mental health. Yeah. Like really big. So switch up um, your environment. Make sure that the people around you know that you're maybe going through something. Listen, we're at the tail end of a freaking pandemic. And like, I think no one's mental health has been good right now. So just do your best. Journal, read self-help books, listen to podcasts mm-hmm. like this. Connect with people on social media. It, it's just you almost have to change everything at once. Yeah. And one thing that someone told me that I'll leave you with is motion creates motion. So when you start, mm. it will keep moving. It's like water. Like yep. if you push water, it will wave in all different places. It's not just where your hand is. Exactly. Yeah. What a what a metaphor. <laughs> I love that so I much. I always think about it. I'm like motion. Like if you don't want to get up and go to the gym, you're like motion creates motion. Yeah. And then you go to the gym and then you go the next day. Well, it's it it's that same thing that nothing's stagnant. Like if you do one thing, you don't know how it's going to. It's like those movies when you go back in time and do one thing and everything changes. Mm-hmm. It's like do one thing and you don't know how it's going to change. It's a chain Cause, reaction. Because all you really need is change when you're in hell. Like Exactly. I, I mean, things Even, can get worse. Um, but- Blake to bring him up. Like he said he just started going for a walk one day. Yeah. He, like was, I've heard him say that on podcasts yeah. and then he just never stop like you just sometimes you just need to start but it's okay if you can't move for a while because i sometimes feel like depression is just like you need to let the sadness go yeah and do its thing and like watch netflix and that's okay too 100 percent, Alyssa, i love (laughs) you so much i love you where can people like get the tea so everything is publicity Mm -hmm. um if you guys haven't caught on by now it's a play on words between (laughs) the word publicity and my nickname Liss. So it's spelled P-U-B-L-Y-S-S-I-T-Y. So all my social handles, TikTok, Instagram, publicity. And then my um, podcast is Tea with Publicity. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also, fun fact, just launched a digital show called <gasps> The Binge by Barstool where we're going to be talking about Bravo. That is so exciting. Yeah. Oh it's fun. God. It's just like like eight to 12 minute episodes, me and this guy Pat at the office, just like breaking down. Right now we're doing the Real Housewives of New York season. So love it. The binge by Barstool. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for